It's news time with award-winning newsman extraordinaire, Kevin James. Scientists say prepare for mammoth meatballs in the future. Am I the only one who realizes that this story isn't news? It's not news. It's Kevin's news. And it's brought to you by Zero Res. Ladies and gentlemen, say hello to Kevin James. Kevin. Okay, Kevin. All right. In a weekend that has been full of breaking news and a lot of, you know, just not good news. Let's face it. It, it was kind of felt like one of those yesterday when the breaking news was there's another fire on Thorpe Road and there's more evacuated. Yeah. You were just like, Man. come on. And then to see that one was started by someone with a campfire. Like, really? Not what we were hoping for. Like, really? Now, luckily, they got that one under control pretty fast, and that that was the good news. But it is one of those where you're just like, man, so much breaking news. The Really, the only uh, major news overnight that I would like to share with everybody is the fact that uh, I-90 is still closed in both directions. However, a little update as to where it's closed. Instead of being closed from Sprague all the way to the Medical Lake exit, it is now from... Like the Tyler exit, yep. I think it's exit 257 to exit 270, which is four lakes. So basically, you're getting detoured through the town of Cheney. 904 is open now, and you're going to go off the freeway all the way through Cheney. Still a detour, but nothing like the detour of the weekend where they had you going. All I mean, people were going all the way through Highway 2, Davenport, Harrington, all the way back around to Sprague. I mean, that is a it was complicated, a yeah. Long detour, yeah. And I, some of I the saw, pictures, Kevin, of the smoke was insane. Absolutely, on the and highway. You, you go why? And then, of course, last night they were saying there's trees that have fallen on the highway. Oh, that, that's why you don't want to have you don't want to be on the freeway when a big tree falls because it's burnt and it's weakened or whatever. You know, it's just yeah, it's not. Not a good situation, so no word on when the freeway will reopen, and I know that obviously affects a lot of people. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that is a, a crazy... I saw some pictures over the weekend of Davenport where it was bumper to bumper. Like, it just didn't like w- what is happening in Davenport. Well, that's what's happening. It's a road detour. Yeah, that's crazy. So we have another... I mean, we're trying to get all the angles coming up, and this is going to be a rough one here. In a little bit, we're going to be talking to two people this hour who actually lost their homes in the fire. And those are going to be rough. This one is not that rough, but it is the humanity of all this. Like the stuff that you have to go to where we talked about the ripple effects where whether it's traffic or whatever else, uh, our buddy Miles is someone who was evacuated over the weekend. Hey, man. Hey, how we doing? How are you, bud? Doing better, doing better than the weekend was. Um, what? How did that work for you? Was it Friday night then? Yeah, when I got off of work, driving back home, we live out obviously towards the fires in the airport, and it was like driving. Just, I mean, you're, you're driving right towards it, and then you get closer and closer, and it gets bigger and bigger. It's like you know it's coming, and we were following it online, and eventually saw that our house fell. We were fortunate, right on the edge, but we were in that level three evac zone, and there's no way to predict how that feeling feels i mean it's just like getting ice water dumped down your veins and down your back and you just you go into packing mode and you you figure out what's important and what's not and it's it's the weirdest scariest feeling 
How much time did you feel like you had from the time that you were notified till you were like, no, we got to we gotta get out of here? Uh, well, I got home from work about 5.30. We were kind of watching it and monitoring it, and I think the word kind of came out is a couple hours later that we were in that zone, and we had time on our side. Again, like we could stay, I could stay outside my door and look up and see blue sky and see the fire to the east and, or to the west and know that we, we were in a really good spot, especially judging on the winds. But that still doesn't like slow down that. I mean, when you're packing, it's like you, you're just kind of going through the house as fast as you can, figuring out what's important and what's not and prioritizing it in the strangest way. And, you know, we, we had a lot more time than I think other people did. But yeah. Make it, and like you know. said, you're on the edge of it to where you feel a little safe, but then it doesn't change the fact of hey, we still got to leave. We still got to. Yeah. How how old is your yeah. daughter, Miles? Uh, she's about a little over a year and a half. Yeah. Was she pretty helpful? <laughs> Fortunately, the, the timing worked out where we had just gotten her to bed, so we had a little bit more time as far as that goes on our hands. And speaking of that, it's weird. We were in the same situation just two years ago. And it was much worse two years ago. We were much closer to the fire. And at the time, we didn't have our daughter, and we packed pretty much everything. And then, you know, this time around, when you have a child, it's oh. weird how different priorities change. And I packed basically like a bag of clothes and what I could survive on for a couple of weeks, and my wife did the same, and then a ton of our daughter's stuff got packed. That's funny. Yeah, I never thought about that. So, but, yeah, you really had a different perspective now. Yeah, and, Miles, yeah. you're the kind of guy who you see things – through a very good perspective. And when I talked to you over the weekend, you were like, yeah, I feel guilty even saying that it was, you know, stressful or whatever, knowing what people have gone through. But that's just kind of human nature, right? It's still, it still was not a great weekend for you guys no. to have to be displaced. Where did you guys end up going? Uh, my wife and my daughter went down to Pullman to stay with her mom. And then I, it kind of worked out well that I was helping with harvest down in the Palouse the next day. So, you know, we kind of have places to go and at least places to kind of keep our mind off of it, but you're still constantly checking, constantly wondering, like, am I going to have to go back? Am I going to have to get anything else? Are we going to have to, you know, change plans immediately? It's just, it just wears on you. I mean, that Friday night when it hit and you're waiting for it, it just wears on your nerves and you're just yeah. wore out. I'm really I would surprised imagine. Miles said it was more difficult with a kid. Everything seems way easier with a kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, I think the packing part was weird because all of a sudden, like, we're packing a little bit quicker because you prioritize things a little bit different. But, I mean, trying to, like, juggle, like, do we get her up? How are we going to play this? You know, we've got cats as well. It's just all those little things. You can't armchair quarterback this until you're in that situation. Miles, how and weird is it how full your car gets when you pack your kids' stuff? <laughs> it's, I mean, just going away for two days, they've got, you know, three or four suitcases. <laughs> right. It is yeah. one of the more wild things if you have a, if, you know, if you're are a newer small. parent and you go, <laughs> The tiniest person in our house yeah. has filled up all of our vehicles. And, and mm. my wife's like, did you get any of your stuff? Yeah, sure. I got, <laughs> grabbed my stuff. Where do you want me to put it? Yeah. Like, just hold it out the window? String bag. Just wear it while you're driving. Exactly. And you don't really realize, even like, to the extent, like when you're leaving, that you might not come back. Like All the little things that you have to pack. Like all of our favorite stuffed animals, and our, you know, our music box, and all of these other things that you... Like we, we couldn't make it two weeks without this stuff. Well, it's no pretty... Way. It's pretty weird in the moment, and I think that would be for anybody who, you know, it's not like you really plan that out ahead, that you're like, oh, we're going to keep all the things, we're going to put a sticky note on all right. the things that we have to take if there's ever <laughs> right. a fire. I mean, it's just instantaneous, and then you're looking at stuff, and you're literally judging in the moment, well, do we need it, or would we be okay if we never saw it again? Oh, that is yeah. unbelievably stressful. 
it, Jay, it was, it was wild. And we got to the point, I, I think I walked to the house three or four times just like trying to find the most sentimental stuff. It's like there's no way money could replace this. Yeah. And we did get the idea of eventually walking through the house and videoing everything just in case Smart. something really bad happens. We would know and we'd be able to remember. But still, like that prioritizing that happens right there is it's crazy. Gosh. Dang yeah. It. Like you said, again, you guys kind of had time on your side a little bit where you had some time to do some of that yeah. where. You know, some of the folks were like right there, like, no, you got to go now. Yeah. And it is, you just, God, your heart just breaks for those people. Oh. And it, it's uh, just um, what you went through makes me sick. Like, I hate, I hate just hearing it because it's not fun for anybody. And I know so many people have gone through it. So thanks for sharing with us a little bit what it was like. Yeah, absolutely. I, I can't imagine how hard it was for us. But, and then, you know, how hard it was for people who were not quite so fortunate. And who had less time and who had didn't even have the ability to go back to their house. Even we got so many friends that were in that situation and have lost everything. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's crazy. Well, man, come on next time when it's actually something happy, okay? <laughs> Will do. Okay. Thanks, guys. See you, Miles. Yep. Have a good day. You Take too, care. buddy. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, the driving away from the house thing, I was trying to picture so, that, you know, where you're like driving away from your house and you're like, well, don't know if I'm ever going to see all that stuff again. And I know stuff is stuff, right? It's like I get the whole big yeah. picture of, you know, yeah, people, of course, is the most important. But you still have that part of you, you know, where you go, well, I, I, that's been a lot of our lives right inside that that building that might not right. be there when we come back. So uh, a couple of other quick things here before we go. Uh, don't forget that uh, the church up there in Elk is open for dinner tonight for those who've been displaced. I want to make sure everybody knew that around 530. And they are going to be doing that each night until further notice. And then, uh, oh, quick shout out. Who was it that said that? Becky said shout out. Nope, that's a lie. That's a lie. It might have been, you know, the name's not important, Big Carol. Um, <laughs> it's not important. The message is important. The message I mean, of the they, person. You want to give them credit. It's kind of important. But I understand. It's just there's a long list of things and people and, and businesses that have stepped up. And I love it when sure. people will tell us because we don't always hear that. Yes. And that the people who uh, were fed thanks to Chick-fil-A who went up. To uh, feed people at the high school and just said, you know what, there's hungry people. Let's go ahead and bring some stuff up. So that was cool, too. And that is uh, Riverside High School is the shelter for anybody affected by the Elk Fire and anyone affected by the Medical Lake Fire. It is Spokane Falls Community College. And those I I saw one quick little video of some little girl. She was like eight years old. They lost their house and she was sad. But like a couple of her friends were there that also lost their house. Or were, you know, just out evacuated. And so, but they were there and they were giving them toys and they had a huge setup for it. And somehow it it was that weird thing where the dad was like, "Ah, it's heartbreaking. I've lost everything. But yet I have my daughter here and I see her playing with her friends and having fun. And that kind of, it's it's a little healing. Yeah, well, for sure. So great job for all those places that are giving people a place to go. And you can get a hold of us. Let us know at 509-441-0999. Check Kevin and Slim in the morning. The big 99.9 Coyote Country. The Jay and Kevin Show. Jay Daniels. Kevin James. Jay and Kevin show on the big 99.9 Coyote Country. $100, a little back to class cash for you coming up at 810. Then we'll do a little beat the show at 830 this morning. It's your chance to, uh, well, beat one of us and win some Dutch Bros. 
Uh, we'll do that at 8.30 coming up this morning with Beat the Show. Also, if you are looking at it for a way to help, I want to let you know that you can go to our website, thebig999coyotecountry.com. You'll see right there you can click on Inland Northwest Strong. There's ways to, to help as soon as you see that little banner pop up. And it should be the first thing you see. That, that is perfect. And that is, uh, I think that's the, the feeling so many people have. And, I, and I'm certain after you hear what we're about to do next, you're going to want to help even more. And it's just, it's one of these things that, we're trying to kick around every angle of this thing today, and we've talked to a few different people who have not been so directly affected, but we now have somebody who unfortunately lost everything, lost lost his lost his home. Hey, Jack. Hey, good morning. How are you doing today, buddy? I'm, I'm good, thanks. As good as can be, right, Jack? I mean, this, this is the thing. G- give me a little bit of – so, Jack, I've known for – for years he lives in medical lake uh beautiful home kind of on the edge of town and you know it's weird jack where you live is not a spot that you really it's not like you live out in the the woods or anything where you think oh yeah we worry about fire was it something that you felt prepared for or had thought about uh you know you, you yeah you, you never really imagine anything like that could ever happen but uh you know i i always do think about it and you talk about, um, you know, your, your personal items and the things that, that you take with you. But when something happens like that, that's so fast, it's just, you just grab what you can and you, you leave. Yeah. What was that moment like, Jack? Like how, what were you guys able to grab? How much time did you even have? Well, when I first saw the, the smoke, I thought, man, it's, it's pretty close. And, uh, I work out there at, uh, the CSS for Eastern State Hospital, and uh, I saw the plumes of smoke, and I went inside. I, I told my wife, hey, there's a fire. It's pretty close, and I'm going to call work to see what's going on. I said, that I'm serious. We, we, you know, grab grab the, the essentials and and uh, make sure you're ready to get out of here. And she said, well, I'm going to go get ready for work. And I was like, okay. Well, so I, I ran up to work, and uh, well, I, I called up at uh, Lakeland, and they said the fire's barreling down on them. So I, I ran in and uh, got the the water truck, and uh, yeah. So you had a a water truck there at work that you were trying to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We to got help a help at work first. Is that what you were trying to do? Yeah. So you're you're bit, so that's the worst. You're at work, and you're you know at Eastern State Hospital in Lakeland. There are two places that are full of people, and I mean that's just you're worried about that. But then also you know your home is right in the path. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it, it was just the, the wind was blowing so fast, and uh, it's yeah, it was just a madhouse, and it. You really didn't think it. I, I saw the path was coming. I thought, well, heck, we got a lot of fire crews out here. That shouldn't be a problem. But that that wind just made it skip across roads. The, the 902 up right through uh, Waterfront Park and and right into town. And and uh, thank God it only skirted around the south part of town. 
I think that's a weird thing, and you're right, Jack, because I know a lot of people said the same thing. They're like, you know, there's 400 firefighters. You're like, oh, there's yeah. so many people on that. Right. They should be able to control it. But then you realize Mother Nature, when she's angry, she is powerful. And, and 400 would, you know, that's like almost nothing. And, of course, there wasn't 400 at that point. But still, you think, yeah. oh, yeah, they should be able to handle this. It looks looks like they got a good grip on it. But, man, the wind was going, and it was just the perfect storm of, of what we didn't want at that moment. Yeah. yeah. The jackets, uh, I saw a few pictures. Obviously, your home, they're just absolutely nothing left. It was a beautiful place that you, you've built there. And how long have, were you and Kim there in your house? No, I've been there 22 years. Wow. 20, yeah. And it's, I mean, raised your kids there, the whole deal. You know, I just saw Jack a couple weeks, two weeks ago. His daughter, Abby, got married, and I was able to DJ the wedding, and it was. I mean, such a great moment. We joked around about you making it through that without tears, and now here I am two weeks later talking to you again, trying to make it through it without tears. Yeah. Yeah, just yeah. a roller coaster. Yeah, it's it's been up and down, that's for sure. But, you know, we're not the only ones that lost everything. And my brother, he lives half a block from me, and his, his place is gone too. Man. Jack, this is a weird this is a weird thing because I I'm sure everyone asks what can we do to help and I'm sure that it's also very difficult to answer because you don't necessarily have an answer. Yeah, yeah. There's been such an outpour of support and help, and it's just we you know we we just got to sift through the ashes and and uh, rebuild. Right. Jack, is there is there a way right now that people listening who are trying to help is there a, is are there a thing that we can do? Is there a, a thing that you guys out there in the medical light community are are hoping that people can help out with right now? Yeah, I I I, I don't know. I, I saw a thing there. Um, Reimagine Medical Lake has put together a community support for. Uh, Donate, and if if you, you'd like, uh, my family's put put stuff together too. I, I I don't even know what it's called, but it's uh, it's all out there. But there's you know ever there's a lot of people who need help, not just medical aid, all fire, it, it, everywhere. It's and, crazy. And Jack, I, I mean, this is the part that's just hard to think about. Is like where where are you today? Like where where are you guys? Living, rebuilding is great and everything, but that takes a while. Where are you guys at? Where will you be housing? What will you be doing? Uh, we're we're staying at a friend Janine's right now over in Hayden. Uh, insurance adjusters coming today to talk to us, and then we're going to go to the site and look over what's left. I I was able to get in there the afternoon after it happened. I, my wife said that. Uh, well, the worst thing was. The communication during the day, I, I knew the fire was going towards my house. My wife called me and said it was level three evacuation. I said, well, grab your stuff and get out of there. And then I, I didn't talk to her for a couple hours. And oh, wow. the service went down. There's, and, 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 of course, my phone dies. And, I you know, I had to go through a couple cars up at work just to steal uh, or borrow temporarily for uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for my phone. And, and uh Finally, you know, I got I got to able to to call her, and and it was she was just hysterical, and and but just not knowing if I was okay, if she was okay. Oh man, jeez, 
it was it was it was just a it wasn't yeah you know, just a, a whirlwind of, of fire and confusion for, for quite a while. Well, bless you, brother. We uh, we appreciate you coming on. Anybody who wants to help, as you, as Jack said, there's multiple ways to do it. So if you can, you 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 kind of got to give the way your heart wants to give to who you want to give to, whether yeah. it's like the big organization or you search out a small organization or you search out, you know, to help Jack and his family or whatever it might be. But I know most people out there listening are in their heart thinking, boy, I, I can do something. I really want to do something. So you got a lot of support. You got a lot of moral support, Jack, and I know this has got to be probably one of the toughest times of your life. So hang in there and know that everybody else is thinking about you guys, okay? Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks. All right, buddy. Jack, on a positive note, can people still see you in the movie Vision Quest? (laughs) Oh, yeah, absolutely. I I have a copy of it on my phone. (laughs) (laughs) So you can just show it to them if they walked up. You're like, hey, have you seen this? This is me. I had to give Jack a little laugh. I do have. Uh, another good thing is at my shop, I've been collecting stuff to, and broken stuff to fix for projects for over 20 years, but uh, now all those projects are done. <laughs> I guess that your wife is maybe a little tickled about that. Oh, yeah. God. Well, God bless you, Jack. We'll be thinking <laughs> of you guys and praying for you, and uh, best of luck, man. Thank you. See you, buddy. Appreciate you being on. That's one way to get rid of projects, guys. Not what you're hoping for. The Jay and Kevin Show. Jay Daniels. What do you call religious, hey? I don't know. Kevin James. Christian Bale. <laughs> the Jay and Kevin Show on the big 99.9 Nine Coyote Country. All right, let me get a quick check here. Unfortunately, we've got a little worse. We thought we were going to get better this morning with the air quality, but we're up to 272, so things are starting to get back in the very unhealthy range and uh, not the hazardous range yet, not the 506 we had over the weekend, but uh, we're hoping that later this afternoon we're going to get that wind switch and things are going to go blow back toward the north and we'll get a little remnants of Hurricane Hillary and we'll get a little moisture in here to help all this out a little bit and maybe get a break. A couple days of break would be good. Uh, yeah, it would be real nice, right? Just some relief. Just get some of that rain overnight. Thank you. Yeah, maybe some, uh, yeah, even humidity. It's like you don't things you don't normally pray for. Humidity. Hey, right. let's hope it turns humid. Man, I wish it would rain. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? I mean so we'll just yeah. take, we'll take what we can get there. Uh, let's see what I got a little entertainment news. Not a lot of things going on. I don't know if you guys have stuff. I see Wynonna announced a new tour. She's going to concentrate just on non-Judd songs for the tour. I don't know if you saw that. She's going to do just a little quick... Uh, really? Whatever. Yeah, non-Judge songs. So just songs from her after uh, after the Judds. Which, guess what? There's a couple albums there to choose from. And she's she's going to do, I think, eight eight dates or something like that, where it's just going to be nostalgic why, as in why Nona. Okay. So that, I like that. Yeah. I mean, she's got plenty of songs to well, choose from. Will she have people... I wonder... I mean, if she'll have people... Join her. I don't think so. I think this is just going to be her on this one. Okay. She did the other one where she had people come on and do the co-singing with her, uh, with taking her mom's role kind of in the Judd songs. And I think that went well for her. And now I think she's ready to move past that, I think. So it looks like she'll be doing that coming up in October. And and then the other thing I had for you guys was Luca's back on, on stage. He got his little vocal rest after his four day or four show cancellation. Which was weird because I think he did two, then he played one, then he realized he couldn't do it, and then he played, then he cut two more out, and 
first yeah, that's Chelsea's- a bummer when you try to get back and think that you're going to be okay, and then you're just like, nope, can't do it. Yeah, just rushed it. And I don't, I didn't know this. Did you guys happen to notice this? Let me, maybe you did. I don't know on X or Twitter. Some guy trolling him real bad about canceling shows. No, I missed that, Jeez Jay. I normally Louise. don't miss those ones. He, I thought oh. maybe you would have got it because he uh, he said on stage last night, he said he's going to be back. I've never canceled shows in my career, and yet alone to cancel four. Uh, but you really, you really learn about who your friends are, and there's also some beep out there, too. Because <laughs> apparently Unreal. some guy went at him real hard for canceling shows and... And he's like, man, I don't know what to tell you. It's not like I wanted to cancel shows. And then, of course, in true Luke fashion, he said, and I really lost a lot of money, so if you guys wouldn't buy, mind buying extra T-shirts, that'd be great. Oh, Hilarious. <laughs> did, uh, did you see uh, my, my new, uh, always, my new favorite artist, Luke Combs? He's, he's so new. I, I love him to death. Yeah, probably up for yeah. new male vocalist so of the year for the big CMAs. Fan, big fan. So he had an interview this weekend where he was talking about learning guitar. And I don't know if you oh, saw okay. his quotes on this. When I was teaching myself guitar, I was in school at Appalachian State. I was 21 years old. I didn't know what the heck, oh, there's an edit, I was going to do with my life. And I would wake up every morning, I would get a little... Uh, I mean, let's see. Or here we go. I had a record player. There we go. I had a record player nice. and probably played Stardust, which is a Willie Nelson album, front to back, 100 times in a row there for the course wow, of a year and a half. Man. He learned to play guitar by listening to an old Willie Nelson album every single morning. I mean, good for him. That's awesome. That's how you do it. Repetition, that'll do it. But that is, uh, I wonder if he can even listen to that album anymore. There's no way, KJ. There's no way. You have to be so burned out on that. You have to listen to it purely nostalgia. You don't enjoy it anymore. You play it and you just think, remember when I didn't know how to play guitar and I was just Luke Combs of Appalachian State? (laughs) And, And then I listened to this album 100 times, learned to play guitar, and now I'm Luke Combs. You have to only listen to it as nostalgia. Yeah, I think that's probably true. Yeah, I mean, also, I wouldn't think, I'm curious why that album was chosen, if that was just one of those, you uh, know, here, here his you go, Jay. folks had it, maybe? The song that I've always gravitated to is Moonlight in Vermont. I love that song. The vibe of that song, to me, just makes me feel like I'm there. So he had a tie huh. to that, and then All of Me is another song. I don't think I know that song. Do you know that song? I do not. Moonlight and Ron Slimmy, do you know that song? I don't know it. So I don't know a whole lot of Willie music outside of the really, really, really famous ones. But there was definitely some songs on that album that he liked before choosing this. Cool guitar. in a stream. Okay, Jay, this makes sense. Because that guitar does not sound hard to do. Right, so yeah, you're doing just... Well, that's what my point was. I was going to say, I don't know that Willie's like known for being a great guitarist I, I necessarily. I think he is, Jay, a little bit, just in the fact that he was... Uh, I think he has a different style that people no like. No way. And I could be wrong about that, but I I do remember people saying that they, Willie was someone that they respected as a guitar player, which I never knew, and then they were worried about it as he got older, that the fact that he can still play at all is just like, How? How can Willie even play? That that beginning right there does make me feel like 
I could play guitar. And I feel that, like that it's kind of cool. That does feel like yeah. it. Where you hear a lot of songs that you think, oh, that would be a fun guitar riff to play, but it would take you years and years just to get that good. That beginning right there did sound like a song I could actually yeah. learn. Yeah, you're not going to start with Keith Urban or Brad Paisley. <laughs> right, Brad Paisley. You, know, Paisley. Like, uh, you know, I just want to play the latest Brad Paisley. That's good. <laughs> let, let me learn this one real quick. It should be easy. No, start with the Willie because it's going to be simple and it's going to sound cool going into it. Okay, well, I, thanks to Luke Combs for introducing me to a Willie Nelson song yeah. from 1978 that I've never heard before. Yeah, if you want to be Luke Combs. Kevin and Slim in the morning, the big 99.9 Coyote Country. You want to be Luke Combs? Jay and Kevin Show. Jay Daniels. Laurel. Kevin James. Laurel. The Jay and Kevin Show on the big 99.9 Coyote, Coyote Country. Uh, beat the show coming up at 8.30 this morning. A chance to win Seahawks tickets for VIPs if you want to go onto our website and become a VIP. It's free, and you can enter to win some Seahawks tickets. You going to go to a Seahawks game this year, Kevin? Ooh, probably not. Because you're not a real fan? Uh, I am a fan, but you know what I like? My television. <laughs> I, I love football on TV Makes it so easier. Much. Yeah, it's a it's little just easier. so good. Last time I went to a game, it was fun, but it was that thing where I thought, it's pretty good on the TV. Yeah, I got you. All right, our buddy Dean is on the phone here. You know, he's uh, the the big tomato, as we like to call him. Uh, he is the man, uh, Mr. Tomato Street himself. Dean, what's happening, buddy? How are you? Hey, doing better. <clears throat> yeah. Don't have, my, don't have my throat anymore, but, uh, <sighs> but you know, it's just like, uh, kind of like losing a pet, you know? Hurts you pretty hard to start, and it just it kind of you, you start to understand what's going on, and you start to settle in with reality and move forward. So, you know, the, Dean, we, we've you've been part of this show with us for for years and years, having done the you know the food drive at Tomato Street, and you know the we've just had a connection for a long time, and you you have lost your house or your parents' house. What exactly is the situation with what you guys lost in the fire? Well, it's kind of a, uh, a double double answer there. So um, our family moved here um, from California 51 years ago, and we had a, a little log cabin there on Silver Lake. And Silver Lake is north of Medical Lake, so it's considered part of the town. So we've been around the town forever. Um, I, I grew up there. Uh, at least I say I did. I was there for uh, 51 years. Um I uh, I had a home myself um, on the other side of the lake and lived out there for about 20 years and been in Spokane ever since. So mom and dad have, have been in their, their cabin. They've they've loved it forever. You know, it's been our family gathering place for, again, for all these years. And, you know, they're kind of patriarchs in the, uh, in the, in the town of Medical Lake. You know, you'd, you'd see them in all the, you know, whatever event was going on and in the clubs that, that were... Uh, there in, in Medical Lake, you know, they, they had a, a 64 Buick Wildcat convertible that my dad had had since, you know, since he originally bought it. And he was in all the parades and, you know, right. you see him at the football games and him and my mom are inseparable. You know, fortunately, they're both, they're both still alive. Um, dad's 91, mom's 87. So, you know, those are some of the, the things that uh, probably are most uh, hurtful of this is, is losing something that was so cherishable to them that, you know, we, it, it does, you know, everybody says, Hey, you still got each other. And we all know that that's important, but 
let's be real too. The things you lose are, are, are very important. So they're really a part of you. That's the thing that you know people are. They, of, of course, you immediately make the distinction that you know you're, you're like everyone's fine. Okay, well that's the biggest priority clearly yeah. um, within your family. And then you go, but then you get the reality of it. Well, yeah, but that was the kind of the centerpiece of where we all got together. It was kind of our heart and soul of our family. That's that's a hard part to lose. Yeah, it is. And, you know, fortunately, there, I have two brothers, and uh, we're all, you know, we're all retired, uh, and we're able to be there and be able to help. And, you know, once you get through the initial shock of um, it is true, you know, we actually haven't been there. We've only seen photos, and, you know, my parents can't even look at the photos uh, as of yet. You know, they're yeah. they're, they're still letting it sink in, and... um yeah, it's you go from thinking about them though to thinking about medical aid now. You know, you know my mom had said it perfectly. You know, they're they've lived there for a long time. Um, they don't have much left in their life. Losing their home, okay, it sucks. But but so many young people, so many neat people, so many people that were just starting out, or people that saved their whole lives to own homes, and and just a matter of a few hours for it to all be gone and. And most of it, it is all gone because we didn't have any, you know, we didn't have any level one or level two evacuations. You know, as soon as it hit, it was a level three, get out. So people didn't have time to stage their, their cars and right. trailers and get all your good stuff out of there. Um, yeah, they've, le- they've left with, with nothing, literally. Oh. Yeah, that's so terrible. Yeah. I mean, what is, what's the main thing do you think that people can do right now? I mean, we've got, if I could count the text for you, Dean, you know, of how, how can I help? How can I help? People want to do the right thing. People want to try to do the thing. I mean, what do you even say? Because I'm sure you're getting asked it every time you talk to somebody. Yeah, we do. The, the thing about us is everybody, you mentioned earlier, I own, I own a restaurant. And, you know, we have, we've given food to a lot of different people over the years. And right now we're just holding off. They're telling, you know, the... They've got plenty of food. They've got plenty of water. The best way we can all help is through donations because then they can take that money, and they know where that money needs to go. They know what, what necessities people need. Right. Um, so, you know, as soon as I get through you guys and today, you know, that's my next step is how can I get the restaurant involved on being a, a center for donations so that we can help the people that, that need it the most right now. So I would tell people, I think what most are hearing is that the way to help is, uh, and I don't even have the, I just, sorry, I don't get up this early, but I don't have all the phone numbers and things and places to call. That, that's where you guys come in. But right. money's a big part right now. But that's, that's what people need. Yeah, yeah and I know what it feels sometimes like, you're like, gosh, I want to do more than that. But honestly, it is right now probably the biggest help you can do for some people. And then just, you know as much emotional support as you can for the people that you know that have been through this. Yeah, exactly. And you don't, you feel helpless. You like me and everyone else that is in a situation like this, you just want to ghost. You, you want to fill your truck up. You, you want to risk your life to help someone, but you, you can't, you can't do anything. You know, we tried for hours to get in there and I'd have done anything to help anyone. And it was just a frustrating situation that, you couldn't get in, and, and, the, and the, the police are just doing their jobs. Um, everybody's the firemen; they're just doing their jobs. But it's it's hard when you when you, you have the ability to do so much but can't do anything. Right. 
I think the other thing that I would like to to pass on too is that that this isn't gonna ha- this isn't gonna be over today or tomorrow, and that this is a long term thing. So, yeah. um, not only the donation side of it, but just the checking in with people, like you know, like you, and checking in with friends who have lost stuff because you know, people they grieve the loss of of homes and and property in different ways and in different tempos. Not everybody is a sad for a while. It might take him a couple weeks to sink in. So I think the reaching out to people on an ongoing basis, because this is going to be a long time thing for a lot of people. Yeah. The displacement of people is such a sad scenario. We don't even know where everybody is going to go. Right. I mean, we're fortunate right now. My, my two brothers, um, you know, have, have really stepped up, uh, and, and figured out how to help mom and dad and have a place for them, you know, but it, it it kind of it that can affect your own family too. Oh, you know, yeah, all it takes of, its it, toll. <laughs> so you got to figure out how we're going to help all these people in the long run. You know, it's all new. You yeah. see it on flipping TV, and you you see it on the news. But when it hits you, it's like, you know, OMG, what the heck? Yeah, for sure. So well, we're, you know, I think people that maybe are listening that have been have gone through the fire know that. You know, trying to get a hold of your insurance companies and trying to get a step ahead on on how to, um, you know, apply for certain things with uh, with help. So if you just sit back and wait, I think you can get on the backside of it. And we know how many homes have been lost and how many people, you know, that have been displaced. So. We were fortunate to get a hold of our insurance company, and they were great at getting back to us and making sure that our parents need everything that they would need right now. So um, I think it's a time where we all come together. I mean, Medical Lake's a small community, but holy smokes, it, what, a, what a disaster. It's just yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. That, that, that stretch down on my mom and dad's place. It's unbelievable when you see the pictures. Yeah. I, I don't know if this stat is true, but I had heard that there was around 135 homes on Silver Lake, and there was like 14 still standing. I don't know if that is a a that's, true fact or not, but that was what I heard, had reported from a few people. Yeah, and that's pretty much the rumor that I heard. Yeah, the way that wind come through, you'd, just take, you'd think it would just take out a swath of homes, but... You know, all of a sudden, I think it was around 4 o'clock, we were down at Ruby's Resort, and we could see um, two cabins just up from my mom and dad. I mean, they were in flames and uh, and and just toasted in just a matter of minutes to watch a pine tree flare up and fall. And and then about that time, the wind switched. Yep. So the wind switched and went south, and I think that's why Silver Lake got hit so hard, is it just ran right south, right down the, the property lines. Well, man, you're in our thoughts. We are for sure. You're. We love you, man. We've been around you for a long time. You're a good dude, and and I know uh, a lot of people are pulling for all those who lost things this past weekend. So hang in there, man. If you need us, you know where we are. Okay. You got it, Slim. I I I'm, I know you're leaving, and obviously at the time where we can't really communicate, great. But dude, we're gonna miss the heck out of you. Uh, gonna hit just miss your smiles and miss you your conversations and. Miss screaming that let the other guys talk and, <laughs> you know, all those things that you're so great at. Um, we're going to miss you. So Spokane's, you know, Medical Lake's losing a community, but Spokane's losing a great person. So uh, wish you well and um, 
I don't know if you bought a dress or not yet, but um, make sure you, you wear your dress. Nice. <laughs> Thank you, Hayner. I appreciate you, man. All right. You take care. Go Zags. Don't you flip on us. Never. Come on. on come us, on. Dean. We're coming. Come on. For you. <laughs> I love that. All right, Dean. Just be good, buddy. We'll see you. All right. Bye-bye. Take- <laughs> All right. Again, if you can, if you want to try to help and you want to make a financial donation, you go to our website, the Big Ninety Nine Nine CoyoteCountry dot com. You'll see something there called Inland Northwest Strong, and uh, you can donate. Click on the Red Cross link that's on our web page right now. I like how he throws the zags in at the end. I love that Forever guy. a zag. You got to. Yeah, yeah. He's like, don't you flip on us. I'll come Don't down and get you. Don't get all Kentucky on us, boy. <laughs> but, Hanner, you, you know, come watch a game out there. The yeah. Marlin Show on the big 99.9 Coyote Country. In case you wondered, no matter what's happening in his life, he's still going to make sure he's a zag. Kevin, what's up in the news? I am sorry, Jay. Who? took a drink. Sounds like you've if you're saying that food is a drink. No, well, I just took a drink <laughs> and a bite of a very, very, very dry cracker. 